This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Fantasy exec and fabs coming to you. We are down to the final four teams of the NFL season. Got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers playing for the NFC Championship. And in the AFC side, we got the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike, how did you enjoy the division round weekend? It wasn't all that exciting, to be honest with you. The Bills-Ravens game was, you know, a bit anticlimactic once Lamar went out. So that, that game didn't have a lot of fantasy points either, right? you know, outside of nope. the yep. fine digs, basically. Uh, there were a lot of duds in that contest. The the Cleveland-Kansas City game was probably the most enjoyable game to watch from an excitement perspective because, well, <laughs> Cleveland stuck with them. And then when Mahomes went out, there was a, a bit of a, a cloud of doubt that, that maybe the Chiefs could win this game. And then Andy Reid, while Tony Romo is screaming and yelling on the CBS broadcast, no play, there's not going to be a play, don't jump, with Chad Henney on her center. <laughs> I mean, Andy <laughs> did what Andy Reid does and, you know, got the Chiefs to the AFC championship game. And then the, the Saints-Buccaneers game was fun for a while. And then when Tampa took the lead and Breeze started throwing picks, it kind of got depressing for me, at least, because Breeze is, you can make an argument that he's the best quarterback in the history of fantasy football. And to see him go out like that, although obviously it doesn't take away from his career accomplishments, was was certainly... Uh, a bit of a bummer. And then the Packers-Rams game wasn't all that fun to watch. The, the Rams just were, they were over their head. McVay lied to us about Aaron Donald being healthy. He wasn't. Jared Goff's not a good quarterback. And the Rams have a lot of, they've got a lot of thinking to do in the offseason. 
No doubt. And I want to get into it and talk with you and break some down. Some of these off seasons of these teams that just wrapped it up this year and see what their prospects look like for 2021. And obviously what we think we like for fantasy and if changes will be made and stuff like that. But before we get into that, I want to discuss the Deshaun Watson thing, because I think this is probably going to be the biggest thing that happens in the um, as far as fantasy football goes as we lead into the 2021 season. Obviously, Watson very unhappy reports are Watson. Very unhappy with Houston, with the Texans. This situation with this guy, Easterby, is almost like he's more important to the quarterback, more important than the quarterback to the owner. Mm -hmm. Now, when you see a guy like Andre Johnson, who rarely comes out and speaks publicly, come out and say something like this about the organization, we've heard bad things about the, you know, we've heard controversial things about the organization before. Obviously, you know what I mean? So much of stuff going on around the Deshaun Hopkins and stuff like that. Yeah. So let's get in here and let's break this down. Let me start off by saying, do you think that there is really trouble in Houston? And do you think that there's a chance that Deshaun Watson is playing for somebody else next season? Uh, Houston has a problem. There's no question. This is a what's what's hilarious about this whole thing, Corey, is that they were bad this year. Yep. This is a team that had gone to the playoffs under Bill O'Brien and looked like they were going to upset the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs at one point. And, and now they're down to this. What did they win? Four games? Yep. I had John McClain on my SiriusXM show last week. Pound for pound, the best beat right in the NFL. Yes. And he said, under no circumstances would Deshaun Watson be traded. Now, can mm -hmm. things change? Yeah. Houston would be stupid to trade him. Now, Houston was stupid to trade New Hopkins. And if a team like the Jets or the Dolphins comes at them, with the kitchen sink, right? I mean, or, or everything but the kitchen sink, I should say. Well, maybe things change. But with what's going on right now, typically in the media where there's smoke, there's fire. So would I be surprised if he got traded? No. Do I feel like it's it's the absolute, there's, there's no question he will be traded? No. Because like you said, I... I believe in John McClain's reporting. Now that could change, but Houston would be foolish and Bill O'Brien is no longer there, but Houston would be foolish to deal Watson. There are any number of teams that have enough draft capital to go out and make the move. Like the Jets. I mean, they could the first one that comes to mind is the New York Jets because they got enough draft capital to That's give right. Houston draft capital and to have draft capital continue to build their team. Right. The Jets, they have what? Two first-round picks yep. in 2020. They have two first-round picks in 2021. They have multiple third-round picks in 2021. And I think they also have multiple fifth-rounders in 2022. They're, so, so like, there, there really isn't, like, a team that can offer Houston more. But I always look at everything, and so do you, through the lens of a fantasy football analyst. I don't want them going to the Jets. I don't. Hmm. Brother, I why not? I, here, here's the Jets. I get it. Like, you know, they're they're gonna have uh, cap space, right? At this point, looking at spot rack, they are the third, uh, the third team in the league in terms of the most cap room available heading into 2021 at just under 63 million dollars. It's the Jets, and I know Adam Gase is in there, and I know they've got a new regime in there. Hired a new coach. I, I get it. New OC, right? New OC. Here's 
here, here's I'd rather he either it's that green and white. You don't like that green and white, Mike. I'd that rather white I'd, makes you think negative. Who's their running back? They don't have a running back right now. They can get who's one in their, free agency. Who's their number one, one wide the receiver? Who's their number two wide receiver? Who's their number one tight end? What's their offensive line look like? What's their defense look like? Like they have a lot of questions. Like so, so you want you want Deshaun to go from a team that already has a lot of questions on the defensive side to a team that's got questions all over the place. Now, yeah, I mean the Jets maybe are going to be able to turn that around and have a lot of a lot of dough. But keep in mind, if they make the trade, they're trading away a lot of their draft capital at the top, so they're not going to be able to get that top talent in the draft. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be a nuisance. But if Watson goes somewhere again, looking through the lens of a fantasy football analyst. Two teams I would love to see him go to, and I don't know that one of them is possible. New Orleans, don't know if that's possible. They are way over the cap going into 2021. And San Francisco. Imagine Watson with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, dude, that is unbelievable. That would be crazy with Debo and Kittle and Ayuk. Giddy the hell up. I don't care who the running back is. Because under Shanahan, they're all going to be good. Shanahan, the running back, is just somebody that's going to run six to seven yards a carry. Doesn't Boy, matter sign me up. what his name is. Yeah, exactly. Sign me up for San Francisco. Miami, I, I'd rather see him go to San Francisco or stay in Houston. I, I, New Orleans is is in the ballpark, but they're so far over the cap, I don't know that they can make a move uh, happen. But again, that's just, I'm not talking about reality. I'm talking fantasy. No doubt. And with that being said, it's going to be one of the big stories of the offseason to see how that shakes out. Obviously, we got the draft coming up. We had news that there will not be no combine. It'll be a whole bunch of pro days uh, this year, so that story did break. So, listen, you got free agency. got plenty of stuff. NFL is really a 365 business, and so is fantasy football. But let's hop into it and break down some of these teams that are headed into the offseason, having their exit interviews today, clearing out lockers, dapping up the homies, and getting ready for the offseason. Probably take that trip to Miami and then get ready to do whatever else needs to be done to get their bodies back ready for 2021. And I want to start with the Cleveland Browns. The running game is the strength of the team. Two fantasy backs are the top fantasy backs. Jarvis Landry, not really my favorite for fantasy anymore. The Odell Beckham thing is going to be interesting. Solid on defense, but really the running game is the strength of that organization. Mm -hmm. And Baker Mayfield did a good job this year. Now, mind you, they did get fat on an easier schedule. What do you think of the Browns and their fantasy? Just the Browns in general. Break them down going into 2021. And start with with Beckham, because I think that's the real big story. Does he stay in Cleveland? Cleveland had had success without him. They don't need him. Like, I get it. I I understand Odo Beckham Jr. is a great wide receiver. I understand that. But he hasn't been great in Cleveland. Sometimes, player goes to a team, it just doesn't work out. Right, the the, the fits it, it just it, it's not there, and that offense that Kevin Stefanski is going to run doesn't need an elite wide receiver. All right, it doesn't. He's running a lot of twelve. He likes to throw to his tight ends. He likes to run the football. How's that conducive to Odell Beckham Jr. producing? I'd love to see OBJ end up in Jacksonville. I don't think it'll happen, but it might. That would be a great fit, and. There are going to be teams out there that are interested. I think, I think, you, need, I think you need to go to a team with a veteran quarterback. Yeah, I like I, I like I Odell with a veteran quarterback. Right. I, I bet you the Patriots would be interested. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but uh, I've got I've got some fun wish list items that I'll be posted on Sports Illustrated uh, after the Super Bowl, but or or maybe right around the Super Bowl. 
I feel like they are with the offensive line they've put together with the two backs they have are going to continue to run the football, have a lot of success. I still don't see Nick Chubb as a first round pick. I see he's probably a top of the second round. Yeah, you took round I, that was my that was my next question. Is yep. Nick Chubb a first? And you yep. know, I, I got Nick Chubb smack dab on that on that one two turn. Yep, that that that's where I feel like he's going to go. And he was very good. He was, and in fact, I mean, in, in the postseason, he was targeted, you know, a bunch. Uh, in the in the loss to Kansas City, he had more targets than than Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt had one. Yeah, and and in terms of Baker, too. Baker, Baker looked good at times, and he looked like a game manager at times. So I don't know that he's ever going to end up being like a top ten fantasy quarterback again. But he is what the Browns need him to be, and 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 I think that's that's good enough. So Cleveland's got a lot of question marks though, and, and OBJ is is one of them. Do they? You know, do they go out and maybe grab a wide receiver in the draft? Maybe they grab somebody uh, off of the street, you know, free agent at this point right now. Their cap situation going into, you know, 2021 is pretty good. They've got about $24 million uh, under the cap at this point uh, going into the offseason. So, and, and if I'm a Browns fan, I'm feeling pretty good about the future. What if you are a fan of the Los Angeles Rams? We just saw them get eliminated by the Green Bay Packers. I mean, they fought valiantly, but obviously Green Bay is a little bit too much for them. Yeah. When you look at it, it looks like you see a possible star developing in Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what you got on the outside with with uh, with Woods and um and with Cup. Jefferson looks like he's developing nicely, but none of those guys are really you know going to win you a championship. Akers mm-hmm. could be a very nice solid piece. Golf, me and you are the same way on golf. Not really a fan of either, uh, either of them. Uh, even, neither of us are really a fan of him. So how do they get better? And outside of Acres, is there like a guy that you say, okay, listen, I really want him on my fancy team next year? I, I I've always liked Robert Woods, at least in LA, and I feel like he's still going to get his share uh, of the targets without question. Wr three. He's a W. He's a very good one too. Uh, yeah, sort of the top there. You know, I, I'd say I'd say in some deeper leagues he'll be he'll be more of a of a of a two. Okay, but Cooper Cup now is starting to concern me a little bit. He has not not you know with the injuries. Your best ability the, is your availability. Correct, and and so that that's that's a bit of a concern. So his his stock is going to slide somewhat. Uh, Gerald Everett's a free agent. I don't know if that means good things for Tyler Higby or not. Maybe they bring Everett back. Van Jefferson is interesting too, although he's always going to have Cup and Woods ahead of him yep. to to take those targets away. Akers by far is the most valuable piece, but I feel like what the Rams really have to figure out is Jared Goff, their quarterback. We've already seen reports that there might be a, a slight fracture in the relationship between Sean McVay and Jared Goff. Jared Goff in uh, 2018 was bananas good. He averaged 19 points a game. He had 32 touchdowns. Last two years, 42 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. And he has looked like a very average quarterback. His completion percentage was actually at 67% this past year, up from 62.9 the previous season. But his yardage was way down. He threw for, you know, right around 500 fewer yards. And I, I've never liked Goff. Coming out of college, I didn't like him. I was surprised he was as good as he was in 2018. 
that ended up being a magical season. I wonder if the Rams bring in competition in the offseason. That that's from a fantasy standpoint, that's probably the biggest question uh for the Rams. And and I, and I would agree with that. I think the golf thing is 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 a, is a is a big story in the Rams for the Rams this offseason because listen, he got you to the big game and he was embarrassed. Now, listen, that happens when you get in that spot, a young quarterback, especially versus Bill Belichick. But he's taking him deep into the postseason twice. So, you know, you do have that, but you say, okay, that's more McVay, the running game and the defense. You know, those are all those are yeah. all components of it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you just you just made me think of who's who got that? a team deep into the playoffs twice and never was really any good. Who? Saint Chito. The butt fumble. Ah, oh, you're Three right. AFC championship game appearances for Mark Sanchez, in a, although you know, Bill Parsons was his coach. And the Jets were, were pretty good overall defensively. The offensive line was pretty solid. They ran the football very well. I, I just, I'm, it, it's funny, yeah, you know, Jake. Rex Ryan was the coach. Yeah. Uh, Rex Ryan was the coach. That's right. Uh, yeah. Jake, Jake Seeley, our guy. Shout uh, out to the all the athletic. You know, he doesn't like to rank uh, kickers. No, he doesn't. I don't think I'm ranking Jared Goff among quarterbacks anymore. I'm just Ooh, that's interesting, right there. I'm just no, I, I, I kid, but I, I will, I will never, ever draft Jared Goff. Doesn't matter if I'm in a, two, if I'm in a two-team league and all I can draft is Rams. I'm taking John Wolford. <laughs> I'm not drafting that guy, man. You know I, what's so I, crazy? I can't do it. I can't do it, man. You know, you know. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong person. But I'm quite sure I'm right on this. Our good buddy Pat Mayo does an excellent job on with the fantasy golf stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does, you know, everybody, the Pat Mayo experience is dope. I believe when he was really hardcore into fantasy football and doing rankings, mm-hmm. I believe one of his things was he never used to rank Mark Ingram. Like he had that much <laughs> of a grudge against Mark Ingram. He never used to rank Mark Ingram. So that's interesting that you say that because I can yeah. definitely see a situation where you just be like, where you know, certain analysts are just like, I'm just so sick of this guy. I'm not even yeah. ranking him no more. So I think yeah. that's pretty. By cool the way, ranking. Parcells was the coach of the Jets in '98, and that's the game that that's the year that I was thinking about. Yeah, uh, when they lost to when they lost to the Broncos, but that was Testaverde. I had my uh, I had well. My didn't Testaverde didn't Testaverde tear his ACL early in that season? No, not not two thousand. I'm sorry, not ninety eight. Not okay. ninety eight. He didn't. It was. I want to say. I want to say it was maybe ninety nine where he tore it, and then and then I think they had like, I think Rick Myrer was the quarterback, and like Ray Lucas was the quarterback. That's right, and they almost right. snuck into the playoffs with one of those with with those guys. And yeah, I think they were like I think they were like a five hundred team. I think they yeah. were like a five hundred team. But yeah, the 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 Sanchito years were were Rex Ryan. I got those. Rex Ryan, got Antonio Antonio Cromartie may have had some Ladanley and Thomason mixed in there too. Those are decent Jet teams right there. Um, yep. uh, Revis Island, you know what I'm saying? Manhattan Island, Revis Island. Yep. They lost. They lost to that was 2009. They lost to the, the Colts. Pittsburgh Steelers and, and the then, Colts and, and the, Steelers. the Steelers. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, fa- I believe Willie Parker. Not Willie Parker. Oh, I forgot who the running back was. It may have been D'Angelo Williams um, busted a big run late in that game to seal the victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers and send the Jets packing. All right, let's see. Who else do we have here? Let's get into – this is going to be interesting offseason in New Orleans. 
for a number of different reasons. The quarterback situation is going to be interesting. Kamara's locked in. He could be 1-1 in fantasy. Michael Thomas could have a new home. It's a lot of moving pieces. Winston is still there. We got Mm -hmm. the Taysom Hill situation. Obviously, we think Drew Brees is going to be gone. Sean Payton has some very difficult questions to answer this season. No no doubt. Well, so number one, the Saints are way over there. No team is in worse cap shape than the Saints. They're like $99 million over right now uh, as it pertains to, to the cap in 2021. We just heard a report today that Michael Thomas is going to have surgery to repair uh, an injured deltoid uh, and have some other ligaments repaired. Jameis is a free agent. So that they would have to re-sign him and maybe bring him in to compete with Taysom Hill. But the Saint, I, I can see a scenario where the Saints trade Michael Thomas. I can. I, I absolutely can. Uh, boy, Jacksonville would be a nice spot for him. Jacksonville's yep. going to be... Jacksonville is going to be one of the best landing spots for any number one wide receiver, whether it's Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay or, or Michael Thomas, wherever the case may be. Thomas, of course, is still under contract. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. I wouldn't. And is Alvin Kamara your 1-1 if Taysom Hill's the quarterback? Not for me, he's not. That's not true. That is, that's very interesting. I'm that's going that's there. an excellent point. Do they, bring in, do they bring in Jameis? Does Jameis become the guy? It's Jameis. Listen, folks, I know he was the QB5 in 2019. He had 30 picks. We're not sure if the Lasix helped because he didn't play very much. <laughs> Cra- crazy stat, by the way, from this uh, divisional round. Drew Brees threw 34 passes. Jameis Winston threw one. Jameis Winston touched had more fantasy points. Drew Brees. <laughs> the NFL is, is, is a bit strange sometimes. The Saints I are, told are, you, are though, but didn't I tell you during the season that our guy, Mike Lombardi, said that this Saints offense would run better with Jameis as the quarterback. We never, we never had a shot to actually see that for an extended yeah, period of time. That's true. You're right. But I, I would guess, unless New Orleans is able to somehow finagle Deshaun Watson, which I don't see that happening, but who the hell knows? I, I don't see that. But it, to me, it's either it's either Winston or Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's under, under contract, I believe, until what, 2022. Yes, he's under contract. So, I mean, that big question. Assuming Breeze is gone, and I, I feel like, you know, I know Jay Glazer personally. When Jay talks, I listen. If Jay's saying it's over, it's very likely over. Nah, definitely. Um, cool scene at the end of the game with him and Tom very Brady. Cool. Yeah, with James the family Palmer out there. From yeah. one of my pals from NFL Network. Uh, video footage uh, that went viral. It was very cool. Very cool. Yeah, nice. It was uh, definitely good to see that as it looked like Drew Brees has played his final snap. And I really, when you think of Drew Brees, you know, it's very difficult to say you know, and, and, you know, in, you know, probably the last, you know, two decades or so connecting a player with a team as much as you, I mean, it's connecting a player mm-hmm. with the city as much as you connect Drew Brees to the city of New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And you see him absolutely be a, a, a beacon for that city. So definitely shout out to Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he, he's going to go down as maybe the best fantasy quarterback of all time. Right? That's so I, interesting I, that you say that because I mean, think about it. I had a rule when not playing fantasy football. Probably my maybe my third or fourth year playing, Mm -hmm. I had Breeze as my starting quarterback, as my well, my starting quarterback, as my quarterback. And I went like something crazy, like four and and nine or something like that. I had my worst season, missed the playoffs. Mm -hmm. 
and I vowed to. He got off to a slow start, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and I vowed to never draft Drew Brees on a fantasy league again. <laughs> and I didn't. I stayed away from Drew Brees for the rest of my fantasy career. To this point, I've never put Drew Brees back on a fantasy team of mine, and he may have very well been the best fantasy quarterback yeah. ever. <laughs> I mean, think about it. He, t- he had seven years with over 4,800 passing yards. He threw for 5,000-plus yards five freaking times. One season was almost at 5,500. His numbers were bananas. He had he had two seasons with four uh, over 40. Almost every season... You know, he, he was giving you 26 plus. He had another, what, five or six seasons with 30 plus touchdown. Pass. He was great. I mean, he averaged over 20 fantasy points in his career uh, five or six times. And, and, and remember too, folks, 20 plus points back in, you know, back when, you know, Breeze was, was, was throwing the rock in the, uh, you know, 2010, 2011, 2000. Like that was a lot of points. You look at 20 now and you're like, okay, well, yeah. I'll that, take it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, how, many, like, you know, how many rushing yards did he have? It was a different era. I mean, it, it, it was a different time. You know, now these guys, the quarterbacks are young, running the football like crazy. But Breeze, this guy, I mean, in his career, nearly 5,200 fantasy points. 5,200. It's a lot. No doubt about it. And now, before we get ready to get on up out of here, the Baltimore Ravens, probably the team that lost this weekend, that are closest to be playing in the championship round next season, I would say. Um, The Buffalo Bills took away the run from Lamar Jackson, and basically it got difficult. If you look at the game statistically, the Baltimore Ravens, we're in a good spot to win this game until that big pick six and then the injury to Lamar Jackson after that. But Baltimore was not able to come in there and run the ball like they do normally. And Josh Allen was able to make the plays that he needed to make. Steph Diggs was great. But the Baltimore Ravens looking forward to next season. Obviously, Lamar is one of the top quarterbacks. We like J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. Hollywood could be a post-hype sleeper. Um, and Mark Andrews is going to be one of the top three tight ends to go off the board. Baltimore is, we already know that Mark Ingram is, is released. That's $5 million that they are going to save on next year's cap. So they're going to be ballpark, you know, $32 million uh, under. They're going to have some money to play with. We already know J.K. Dobbins is going to be the starter. Gus Edwards is a restricted free agent. They'll bring him back, I would think. So I think Dobbins becomes a very attractive RB2 next season. Edwards will be in that flex starter conversation. Do they go out and get a number one wide receiver? That's what they need. And I had Jameson Hemsley on, on uh, my show uh, on Sirius XM last night. Uh, uh, and Jameson, Jameson Hensley said that that could very well be a move that the, that the Ravens make is going out and getting, I don't know, Allen Robinson, maybe Kenny Galladay. You got some pretty good free agent wide receivers that are going to be on the market. Now, somebody like Galladay could be tagged. We'll see. Uh, Allen Robinson, let's pray that doesn't happen to that poor guy. Yeah. Get him out of there. Get, I mean, geez, Louise, get him out of there. But Baltimore goes out and gets, gets a one. Suddenly, Lamar Jackson looks better. Lamar Jackson was the QB 10 this year. And, and he finished the season strong. So 
A lot of folks will forgive. Overall, he was a disappointment. He averaged about five fewer points this year. How did, what uh, was but, he but that's, the that's last seven weeks? Curse, man. Down the stretch, though. He was great. If you, if you, down he the stretch, he, when it was winning time, you yeah. know, it, he was he was definitely one of the guys that you were throwing out there every week. When you Imagine, got down to, like, weeks nine, eight, nine, ten, getting ready for that stretch running fantasy, yeah. Lamar was there for you. Yep, he was. But – the, the the whole issue is, did he get you into a position where you struggled to get to the postseason because he was so average up to that point? Well, but the no, value, I, I, I had, the value I had if you took him too high, if you took right. him too high, he could it could have really thrown right. your season off if you yep. couldn't rebound. No, I, I had Lamar in two leagues. I won them both. Okay. So, I mean, but, you know, I was able to sort of, uh, you know, navigate the waters uh and, mm-hmm. and one of those leagues i was playing Taysom hill over him for a couple of weeks like that's how bad it got with lamar let's yeah, not know that he was he was, was, very, he was, very, good. He was uh-huh. very good down the stretch but imagine if they give him a number one wide receiver and i think Corey, that marquis hollywood brown would be a better fantasy asset as a two i agree he's not on top corners every week and he's got somebody on the on the other side who's going to draw defensive attention and that can help him. Like he's not a one in the in the National Football League. He's just not. And I like him. He's an exciting player, but he's not a one. But if you bring in an Allen Robinson, for example, then you got Lamar, Allen Robinson, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown. You got a little something there. You got a little something. So the Ravens will be interesting to see what they do. And let's hope they don't bring in another running back. We don't want that. We're, no, we're good. God, no. We like J.K. We like yes. Gus Edwards. Hey Ravens, I know you probably don't listen. Tonight go get Le'Veon Bell. Is Le'Veon Bell even going to get a camp invite by anybody, brother? He looked, and I and I defended him with the Jets. I'm like, uh, he's getting gazed. I don't know if he's washed. You know what? Now I know he's freaking washed. They don't I give think, him the ball. Nah, Why the hell did they sign him? That was the worst signing of the entire year from a fantasy football perspective because Clyde Edwards-Helaire was a first round pick across the board. When they signed Le'Veon, he was a top 12 running back. Like, he was on pace to be exactly what we thought he'd be. Top 10, top 12 guy. And Le'Veon came in and took snaps, took touches. And the rookie went went down with the injury. And he, it was hard to trust him regardless. And Le'Veon didn't do anything. Like, Le'Veon had, like, one decent game with Kansas City. At one or two, that was it. Yeah, the game against New Orleans where he had a touchdown. Yeah, he didn't do much. He didn't do much at all. And I and I do wonder, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, I would say, is more attractive because he's a he's a locker room guy. So maybe yeah, no, nah, yeah, exactly. Presence, they'll bring him in. But between Le'Veon and Mark Ingram and Todd Gurley, oh, how quickly the mighty have fallen. It happens in the NFL, baby, not for long. Not for long. Not for long, Mike. It's going to be interesting. But let's here's, here's the thing. The joke may be on us if Le'Veon Bell walks away with a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. <laughs> I exactly. and, and, I, and ultimately, that's what he wanted from a fantasy standpoint. We're selfish yep, and we're exactly. like, the ball to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which didn't happen nearly as much as it should have until he went down with the injury. But it is what it is. I, I'll tell you this, though. I'm pulling for Buffalo. I, I I predicted Buffalo would go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, back in a wild card before that, I said I I think Buffalo and Green Bay are going to the Super Bowl. That's that was my pick, and I got a soft spot for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs after they both grabbed two of my teams from the jaws of defeat and brought them to victory. 
the two separate fantasy football leagues in that game against New England. And so I got a soft spot for the Bills. Well, I think like the whole country does, you know what I mean? So uh, it's going to be definitely going to be a lot of eyes on the AFC championship game. It's going to be a lot of eyes on the NFC championship game. So listen for all for what it's worth. The 2020 NFL season did not disappoint. And we're down to a very intriguing uh, final four in the AFC. We got two young quarterbacks in the NFC. We got two of the goats of the game. So should make for a good time. We'll be back later on this week to preview and break it down for you. Obviously, Michael Fabiano. Got you covered throughout the rest of the fantasy season, well, through the rest of the NFL offseason as we, you know, like you said, fantasy football is something that is 365, Mike. Oh, yeah, man. We got all kinds of good stuff. Uh, do not turn that dial, as they used to say back in the day when televisions actually had uh, dials. Or watched. Yes. Or, yeah, I, I remember that. We've got plenty of great content for you, not only on the podcast, uh, on si.com slash fantasy. Baseball season's coming up. We got hoops already with Corey, who's the best in the biz. So uh, make sure you stick around. But in terms of fantasy football, it never goes away, my friends. It never goes away. Although we are going to have a bit of a different offseason with no combine. We'll get her done, though. We'll get her done. No, no doubt. So for Michael Fabiano, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive for the SI Fantasy Podcast, we are out.